to the Women Living in Thailand podcast. Education, information, opinions, and personalities of the fierce females living it up in Thailand. Join our hosts, Caitlin Lee and Jessica Teal, for another session starting now. Hello! I'm so excited today. Hi, everybody. So, before we get started, today is our first day on our new platform. Hi, Jess. Hi. <laughs> so exciting. It is exciting. So, we're taking a big break off of our clubhouse. We've decided to put our masks on and our wigs and look <laughs> semi human and try and yeah. do this while showing our faces. <laughs> yeah. But it's going to uh, be all right. We're. It's going to be all right. We're beautiful. Everybody's beautiful. It's all <laughs> exactly. good. We are all good. And today, I think we're starting with the best topic, quite honestly. And it's something that you're very well versed in. Yes, sure. exactly. Yes. And today yeah. our topic is? Sustainability in Thailand. Yeah, sustainability in Thailand. And this is not, this is not really an easy subject. It's not a, as easy as I thought it would be quite honestly, because <laughs> no, I think we're, we're all in the place. We know what we should be doing and there are ways to do it. And there are people working tirelessly to help us do it. So I think the aim of today is to meet some of these people and find out what they're doing, find out about their projects, and also just kind of get a list of names together. So if people are interested in doing this, they can hit us up or they can get and take this information and use it and forward it on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's still a lot of work to be done when it comes to sustainability all over the world. And um, I think many people who are living in Thailand know that Thailand is one of those places where it seems like there's a lot of sustainability going on. But <laughs> when you go and see uh, the where, you know, where the waste is being disposed of and how it's being managed, there's, yeah, there's still so much work to be done. So it's, it's really good that there are lots of people in um, in Thailand who are trying to make you know make moves and make changes. Um, I mean, just the four of us that are here tonight. That's that's there's still so many more of us here in Thailand that are that are working hard behind the scenes to make stuff happen. So I'm very excited to share my knowledge and wisdom tonight, and I'm super excited to listen to what everybody else has to say um, this evening. I am too. I'm not gonna lie. When we were setting this up, I was like, wait, this exists. Wait, <laughs> and I've been here so long, I've dropped the ball, quite honestly. So I think it's a good idea just to get back up on that horse and For let sure. people know these things exist and we should be For utilizing sure. them because uh, there's no excuse. There's no, no there inconvenient there's... truth anymore. <laughs> it's, it's happening, people. <laughs> it's happening and it's out there and it's right in front of our faces. And I exactly. think that, you know, on that note, <laughs> let's get in, yeah. let's get in each other's faces. <laughs> let's get into each other's faces. So we're going to call everybody up one by one uh, first. So uh, let me introduce Anne. Hello, Anne. You're on mute right now. Don't forget to unmute yourself. Hello, everybody. Hi, Anne. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are all awesome. of you doing? Fantastic. We're good. Super good. And then let's introduce Hamon. Hi, Hamon. How are you? Hi, everyone. Thank Thanks for, for having me today. today. <laughs> of course. 
and last side. but not least, not 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 a woman per se, but a big <laughs> a big uh, step forward in uh, in sustainability, Mr. Poom. Hello. How are you today? Hey, Poom. Great. Thank you for joining very, us. Very pleasure to be here to support cool young female individuals on the discussion. We appreciate it. And you know, I think it's important for people to know that women living in Thailand isn't like a whole girls group. If you are of any gender and supportive of females, uh, not just in Thailand, but around the world, you're completely welcome uh, to Thank not only you. come on our show, but you know, join us. Yes. All right. So let's get started. Who are these people? <laughs> Who are they? <laughs> so let's go one by one. And, um, and we'll start with you. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you have your hands in so many pies. <laughs> but for this one, let's just talk about the sustainability and uh, we'll right. go from there. And tell us a little bit about yourself and the history of the project. Sure. Thank you. So today I'm here representing Bangkok Recycling Chain. We are a Facebook group of over 4,000 people. We are now in six cities throughout Thailand. We're a sharing economy and circular economy. So I kind of like to call ourselves the unofficial Bangkok Craigslist because you can get stuff for free on our page. You can give stuff away. You can trade. Um, yes, we are the space to um, exchange items. Got it. Thank you so much. And next up, let's talk to Miss Jess, of course. All right, cool. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the intro and the welcome and everything, guys. I'm uh, once again super happy to be sharing the space with with uh, these key people in Thailand. And um, and I'm a huge fan of your your group. Uh, I think it's probably one of the best things to happen to Bangkok and and the, your other cities that you've opened up pages for. It's extremely necessary. So, yeah, mad respect. Um, but yeah, guys, I'm uh, Jessica Teal. I've uh, been running Swap to Drop for eight years, almost eight years now. Um, so we are a clothing swap uh, platform that provides a sustainable alternative to unconscious consumerism. Um, what I mean by unconscious consumerism is that uh, we are convinced and brain brainwashed that we need to shop and buy new all of the time, and that's just not the case anymore. Um, so we really worked really hard to provide a an, um, another alternative to that through swapping. Um, I'm a firm believer that we shouldn't really be shopping any anything new for as long as uh, it takes to get systems in order to create a more sustainable framework for shopping, for buying. Um, and yeah, it is absolutely necessary that we take these steps in the direction of sustainable, um, you know, the future of sustainability all over the world, not only in Thailand. Um, so yeah, and unfortunately due to COVID, we've been on a break for quite some time. Uh, we have run online swaps, which have been fantastic. And I know everybody's been wondering when the next swap is coming, so please stay tuned. And yeah, that's Swap Till You Drop. Thank you. And next up, Hamon. Thank you. Um, so, my platform is about to provide the information about the zero waste. Um, I, I mean, at the beginning about zero waste and um, so, so, uh, recycling. And then I just add about minimalism and um, vegan plant-based. 
um, it started when it's always I've been interested in this for a long time. And then um, uh, I think people heard about the pilot whale die from the stomach full of the plastic waste. So at that time, I think I should do something. So it was the beginning to do something and then bring an awareness to the people. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And last but not least, Mr. Poom. Hi. Um, so my name is Poom, and that's my nickname. My background is on sustainability, um, sustainable business, and sustainability improved development. Um, I'm as here as a co as a representative of Revive. We are an online provider of clothes repairing alteration services. We're quite a mission-oriented company run by purposeful individuals who committed to forge a fashion industry that is local, inclusive, and mindful of nature. So pretty much if anyone would like to looking for a, a clothes repairing or alteration services, <laughs> we're here for you. And we wanted to make sure that we expand the services, um, giving more, much, as much access as possible to the people of Thailand. That's awesome. So let's recap a little bit. Um, Jess, Jess runs Swap Till You Drop, which is basically a platform where you can go in and swap mostly clothing items. Um, Anne runs a really great Facebook page group called uh, Bangkok Recycling Chain. And honestly, if you are not in that group, you are missing out. It is, I would say, one of the most successful Facebook groups um in Bangkok probably in Thailand and to see how well it works and how kind um people are there and also to realize that one man's trash is another man's treasure 100% <laughs> because I see things posted on there sometimes and I'm like who is gonna want that and lo and behold like 30 minutes in somebody's like oh yeah I'm a teacher I need that blah blah and I'm like oh yeah, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not looking at this the right way. Like maybe, maybe I need to be on here way more often, spending way too much money on things that I don't need to. And then we have Poom. So Poom um, runs a new company that I only just heard about uh, called Revive. And it, correct me if I'm wrong, Poom, but you, um, your company takes uh, secondhand clothes or older clothes and basically either fixes them or refurbishes them completely. Is that correct? Yeah, that is wow. correct. We either repair it back to make it look as close to new, as good as new, or we just, you know, help our client. You know, we why don't just repair it in a way that's make things a bit more different, a bit more creative and colorful. And we work with a um, group of um, informal labor, we, we work with the informal labor sector. So one of our, our close zero right now, the first group is from the ethnic refugees communities in Thailand wow. residing in residing in Bangkok. That's great. Wow. So you're not only offering this, but the people who are working for you are gaining major benefit from, yeah, from it also. That is also that's part of our missions is to apart from making clothes we use common and cool again, we wanted to make do a business that support inclusive economy and um, encourage skill developments for the labor at the, in the, from the, in the informal sector. I love that. I think every, well, I mean, this is just stating the obvious, but every business needs to have some kind of responsibility like that, quite honestly. <laughs> and then next Thank up, you. of course, Hamon. 
Hamon, um, can you tell us a little bit more about what you do? I believe you work in um, social media and awareness, correct? Yes, I do. Um, so in the beginning, I just um, just want to share how to reduce plastic weight in daily life. You know how like because because I have been doing this for many years. Like I go to restaurant, I always bring my food container, and um, I always bring the reusable cloth bag and stuff. So I I just share that in the beginning, and then um, I heard about Plastic Free July. Have Have you guys heard about that? Plastic Free July. Yeah. Yes. So um, I challenged myself to do one month um, without plastic and just reduce waste as much as possible. And then it ended up being like one and a half year. And then I want to show you guys this thing. So this is one and a half oh, year wow. waste. Yeah. So that's, I, mm -hmm. that's one and a half years of plastic yes. waste. Yes. Oh, just waste. Yes. Wow. And it's not including the hazardous waste. It's just like the regular items. So um, um, for this, I just, I don't have bin, rubbish bin in my house, just for myself. And then these days I still don't have the bin. I don't use that, it. Wow. All right. So I need to learn these ways. I've seen people on TV do this. I can't say I've ever met anybody who's done this until today, but I've seen people on TV do this. And every time I see it, I'm like, so hard that's so impossible but you've just it's not impossible obviously <laughs> that's amazing initiative i love it so i want to ask each of you i don't know if I'll, I'll i'll pick one of you first um but i did want to um ask what your perspective is right now um about sustainability in thailand and um the act how accessible it is basically because when me and Jess were talking you know it's not I've, I've been here 30 years I have not found it ever easy it's never easy it's always an initiative that's kind of put in and then it's like is this going to work um will people follow it I mean I believe you can still see the remnants of <laughs> recycling bins when Central took their initiative but they're never really you know followed so um, I'd like to see, I'd like to know, um, how do you think it's changed like within the past few years and what has been the, the problems and issues? And if you don't mind, I'd like to start with you. You're on mute. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so our group is relatively young. I started the group around the end of last November, so it's not even a year old yet. and. I started it on a whim. I basically had a stack of paper bags and I was like, I, I want to give them away to someone to reuse. And I posted them in a, an expat group and I had like 20 people messaging me, asking me for the bags. And I was like, well, apparently there's a demand for this. And I'm sure there's a lot of people with bags um, sitting around their home. So then I just thought I'd start a group and call it the recycling chain where we just kind of pass stuff on to each other and recycle, reduce, reuse and recycle. So um, once I started the group, I started to see um, how fragmented the scene is. Like it quickly turned into a community. Uh, it grew very fast. So as I said, we're almost uh, about 4,000 members now. And one of the things I wanted to do is just keep the community engaged. So we try to post information, share information that people find useful. And um, it's like there's not really um, a complete solution anywhere. 
you have to go and find like different solutions for how to recycle, you know, your household waste. So to reduce your, your waste, you might be going to like, you know, 10 different places for 10 different things. And I think that's one of the challenges um, that's, that's in the space right now. It's just that it's so fragmented and there's not really very many like one-stop solutions in the market just yet. Yeah, I've noticed a few places, I mean, and this was pre-COVID, but I noticed a few places like were starting to sprout up. There were a few new openings um, online and, and out, outside as shops. And then they're just, they've just disappeared. So I feel like, you know, COVID might have hindered the growth of this a little bit. Have you, have you seen any changes within that at all? Um, well, it has been, let me see. I feel like I haven't really been in the space long enough to chart like the different changes that could have happened. But I do feel like the scene is um, coming alive more. Like people are very enthusiastic about it. I think COVID has definitely woken people up to the need to um, care more about sustainability and where the world is headed next. So I see yeah. people more passionate about it. That's for sure. I love good news. I love that. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jessica, what about you? Um, what What's your perspective on this? Um, how do you view how accessible things are here? And what have been the, the issues that you've had? Um, yeah, I mean, overall, I would say that it is true that uh, there were some things starting to happen pre-COVID. Um, and then, yeah, all of a sudden things just started to kind of slow down. And I mean, I think, I, I'm sorry, but I just got to lead it back to Anne's group again. I mean, I, I feel like a solution for that was just was just going on the Bangkok Recycling Group and finding all kinds of alternatives. And, um, and, it, and in a way that has become so much, so much more accessible. I know there are other similar groups, right, for um, that are all in Thai as well. Um, so that's really good, too, because that's just you know, Bangkok Recycling Group is just one of the groups and very much catered to everyone, but it is mostly in English. So we also need to like consider and look at what's happening on the, the Thai side as well and how accessible it is. And I would love to hear a little bit from um, the from Boom and Hamona eventually about that as well. Um, where How are you seeing it on the from the Thai perspective as well? Uh, but overall accessibility, I would say that I came here nine years ago, and in in just the last, I would say, maybe four years, let's say, things have really started to, to become more apparent. There's more changes happening. Um, there are more uh, resources and opportunities for recycling, for finding alternative uses, for, um, you know, different kinds of fabrics even. And, you know, in regards to, to clothing swap, um, the reason that I find it, accessible in that in from that point of view is because uh we've well a worked quite hard to get it out there uh but on a from my personal experience i used to live in onut and i used to come home from from work and there would be dresses and shoes and jewelry all at the bts station and i was just shopping 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 without even thinking twice about it and then finally, I went to my first very small clothing swap by your bestie, Kelly and Kat Jones. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. And that was ages ago. And um, yeah, and then, you know, I grew up in, in, in LA. So secondhand and one man's trash is another man's treasure. is like my life philosophy. That's, that's what I grew up around. 
Um, so I felt it was my duty with that, you know, how I was thinking, how I was feeling about things, what I knew was okay using secondhand, shopping secondhand to bring, to bring that alive a little bit more in Thailand, to make it more accessible. Um, my friend and I, we have a really bad experience, experiences of constantly breaking our shoes. And they're always because we bought them at the BTS yes. station. Yes. <laughs> so they broke like, they broke like an hour or two later. And yeah. you know what? Hey, I get it. I get the whole system. I get why it's being sold. I get why it's being made. But unfortunately, that's exactly the system that needs to change behind the scenes in order to fix all of these problems to make it accessible. Um, and in regards to challenges, uh, just, you know, the challenge really is just getting people to be comfortable with secondhand and, you know, everybody that's doing the work right now to, to make that change and bring that, that, um, take away the stigma of using secondhand, um, items and all of that is, is extremely necessary right now. So I'm really, you know, I'm, I, I really do think that there is, there's something bubbling right now in Thailand and I feel that there's you know, some, some big changes that are going to happen even more. Um, and I'll just say one last thing. Um, several years ago, one of my very good friends, she's Madeline Recknagel. She is the sustainable self, but she is a teacher at Bangkok University. And she's a very good friend of mine. Um, and she is one of the reasons why I fought to, kept, to keep going and keep Swap alive. And um, she was doing everything from trash cleanups, river cleanups, uh, talks, uh, you know, lectures. And she, if, I mean, she was the lady who, if she, she saw you with a straw, you better hide that straw. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you know, we need people out there who are, yeah. who are putting people in their place, right. To make things, to, to make it, it's, it's a serious issue. You can't just, you know, like, Oh, I'll just use this straw just this one time. You know, it's, it's because everybody has that mentality. Um, so I think the accessibility does come down to also education as well. We need to continue to educate everybody as much as possible on the, the damages and the solutions because yeah. we always are quick to scold, but we need to provide solutions as well. Yeah, 100%. And I wonder I wonder if that's a culture difficulty also. So that's why I'd like to talk to Poom and, and Hamon. Um, as, as Thai people, um, having being Thai and growing up here, I know there's a issue of losing face, not that. So if you're going to scold somebody or tell somebody, hey, don't do this. Do you find that it's more difficult with Thai people than it would be for foreigners or people outside? And also uh, what issues have you seen here? Uh, Hamon, if you wanna start. Okay, thanks for the question. Um, so Jessica was right, it's about the education system, educational system in Thailand. Um, and also people, we don't have this. Um, the waste management, recycling never been taught in the school system. So we don't have the system and then we don't have the facility from the government. So like when I went to Japan and they have this calendar, how to, um, separate your ways. It was just so clear. This is um, sent by the local government and it's easy to use. And like Anne said, everything is scattered. It, the information, like if you separate your own ways, you do, at this day, you don't know where to dispose your ways. 
Yeah, exactly. You know? So all the information is somewhere, but I don't yeah. know where. <laughs> so that's how I like. I want to. I want to just um, bring the information to the people, and um, I have a hope that one day government um, would do something like you know provide information or um, set up the recycling center or um, even the organic food waste and all these things to make it easy and accessible for people. And also, um, I like the idea that waste being created somewhere, at, at that point, you should put the uh, drop-off station at that, at that place. For example, if you have the ink cartridge, it's from the like, electronic, sto electronic store, you should have a drop-off there. Yeah, it, it, it's just easy because you, you, you have to go next time and buy something and then you just drop off your stuff. It's easy. But these days, it's just, I don't know where I already separate all this. It's just piling up at my house, yeah. take up the space, you know, and then you become a hoarder. And it's yeah, true, I though. It's like, mm -hmm. I, I think we've all been there of like, okay, I have the initiative. I'm going to separate everything. And yeah. then once it's separated, you're like, Okay, now what? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> Where do yeah. I go? Like, Same thing like, has you know, happened to me. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Like, the, like the organic waste, you separate um, wet waste from your waste, from other recyclable waste. And then what? You you heard about like uh, Pakdan and then yeah. Oakland, and then you buy Pakdan um, terracotta part. And then you have, you starting to do the composting. And then what next? You got yeah. the soy. Yeah. <laughs> And then what to do with the soy? I think I think it's an interesting concept to think about because Bangkok is such a metropolis. You know, everybody's mm -hmm. in their little condos and uh, those condos don't support much, quite honestly, unless you're in a higher end one. So I think it's interesting to look at that side of things. You know, we want to compost, but I also live in a five by five apartment. What am I going to do with compost, you know? I think those those need to be available. That information needs to be available to other people that, also. That, that's such a great point. I just want to add something really quickly. Like I feel like there's um, when I said fragmentation, and then there's also a lot of like if you have a workflow or or a cycle of some sort, you know, it's like there's so many different little like stops or obstacles in the cycle. Yeah. I'll just throw a quick example. Like the other day I went to the mall and I was getting my COVID shot and then they gave me um, a plastic water bottle, right? To drink water afterwards. And I was like, oh great, this mall has um, one of those like plastic bottle recycling um, machines. I will take mm. it right over to the machine and recycle it. And then when I arrived <laughs> at the machine, I kept pressing the button. I was like, it's not working. And then I realized like there were four machines and all of them were full. So I couldn't recycle my bottle in the machine because it was like, you know, it was full, it was stuck. So it's like, we have this ecosystem that's kind of waiting to take off, but there's just like a lot of, um, it's like, you know, things that are, um, how do you say it? It's not like flowing properly, you know? There's yeah. a lot of like little stops here and there. Yeah. There's a lot of speed bumps, but I feel, I feel that's most part for red tape in Thailand, let's be honest. So <laughs> not much of a surprise there, but I am surprised to see how much things have grown. You know, Thailand takes its time mm -hmm. on things and, and I'm respectful of that, but to actually see any of these initiatives happen right now, is uh, leaps and bounds from where I've seen Thailand before. Whom I'd, I'd love to pick your brain about this too. What, what have you seen in terms of difficulties uh, as far as doing this in Thailand? 
Um, maybe I could get back to your question that you asked um, both Hamon and I about will I do I feel do I have difficulties um, telling people do not do that? Yeah, I actually I do not because I don't do that. I never tell people don't do anything. Um, I find it actually a bit difficult to actually try to educate a person on site who are not aware, not having their awareness on what the consequence of things. To tell people you're not aware, like don't do that, is more like being like you know, but you're telling people like don't do that, and then it's like oh don't do that. It's like why? And you 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 take some time. There's a process of educating a person to understand what the problem is, and it's not just about them. It's about mm -hmm. something much bigger, and that's that's a part about something bigger here. Is I think we're lacking out in these conversations. Is that having an educations and raising the awareness of the consumer to to push their efforts, make more efforts to uh, be responsible about how their consumptions is great, mm -hmm. but it's not does enough. The education here is to get the point. I think we need is to get pissed. We have to be educated enough to get pissed and start uh, vocalizing our complaint mm. in a very strategic alignment towards the, um, the system itself. Because as much as we are all here, like doing, trying <clears throat> to do something good. Okay, Hamon, I really expect respect what you just did. Like, that's like, yeah, the, the amount of waste you did for a year, it's like, I am the other hand. People keep saying, "Poom, you're living such. You care about the environment. I'm pretty sure you're living a sustainable life." No, I'm not. I'm still. I still order stuff um, from delivery. I do take some effort to clean the plastics and send it to recycling facility, and that already take heck load of time for me to do the process. If you're not rich, you don't have the privilege. You're stuck with debt and day to day life, <laughs> taking care of families, or hell, maybe you know, get being. Um, no, not having a good opportunity to think about this situation. Don't have the privilege to talk about the awareness. It's very, very difficult for them to follow our footsteps. It's what I'm trying to say is that as much as there is a lot of talk about increasing the awareness, the whole system still give a lot, putting a lot of responsibilities on the consumers. Yeah. We're, we need, like, we should recycle more. It's like, sure. I mean, if the system is better, I think I would appreciate it. Like, so difficult for me to recycling thing or reduce the waste. Like, you need to reduce the waste. Thanks, man. But then maybe you should design your packaging or your product in a way that reduces the waste for me so I don't have to take care of it. We blame, we push a lot of responsibility to the consumers. In time. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. We do need to do, do our stuff, but... On the other hand, like there's a much bigger role to play, like space for the system to start doing its job. And I'm talking about the government here <clears throat> to start strategically align, like be serious about the system, what we need to do. It's, it's where we talk about the waste management. We need to be serious about um, reducing the amount of waste and making sure we produce the products or services in a way that reduce the waste as much as possible. Setting up the infrastructure that help the consumers um, control their, recycle their waste or minimize their waste as much as possible. Make it convenient for, for us. You don't have, there are some way, there are ways for you to, to achieve the same goal without even, without even have to educate them. Some other nudge or 
some auto, like um, passing a business to to redesign their packaging that you don't have to have the awareness to reduce the waste if you know what you bought is already designed in a way that reduced the waste itself or designed in a way that could um, doesn't create a waste at all. No, 100%. And I think oh, that, that, yeah. that goes down a whole rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a, since I work a lot with the government, I, I, my, pre, my, oh, you do? Okay. my, my okay. expertise is um, a sustainability specialist. So I worked okay. with the government, with, uh, with the companies. I just got, I just moved back to the Netherlands. So all these stuff about waste management, um, unsustainable supply chains, all those issues about the smog thing has been mentioned four years ago when I was still working as a researcher on sustainable business here. And I came back after working there and then moved back here. It's like, wow. I mean, just, I would just say like, it's just almost the same thing is happening. Yeah. I'm seeing the awareness, but the structural problems, the challenges still remain the same. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I, I mean, I don't, obviously sustainability is one cause, but when I talk to other people working for other causes, whether it's like, you know, child welfare or whatever, I do know that COVID has hindrance that phenomenally. It, it has been very difficult. It has been an excuse for people to, to not do better. Um, and, you know, I do think that it's, an, it's, it's a possibility for certain people to, I guess, get selfish again would be it's, the best way to say yeah. it. It's, it's, yeah. it's hard. It's a bit sad for, for me when I have to tell someone like, hey, you need to have more awareness. But then like, you know what? Living in Thailand, just trying to survive and yeah. taking care of family is already tough. And you're yeah. asking me to be have, living a sustainable life. You know, the economy has been raised. Like our economy has been supported at least 70 per 60 to 70 percent is coming from the informal sector who doesn't have access to social insurance because they don't work mm -hmm. in the company and you're asking me to become you know be a good person have a good conscience like wow thanks really helpful yeah i can i can see that which would definitely be another obstacle so let's let's start with revive actually um i'd, I'd really like to know what your main objectives and targets are for revive and also, how how do you measure the progress? Um, so for us, our one of the main goals, of course, is we want to make clothes reusings or expand the, the use phase of the clothes as long as possible, making all this concept cool, become like a common culture. People assure us these practices. And by doing what we're trying to do here is we're turn out from instead of in Thailand, instead of going to find um, all their uncles or the aunties along the street, which is quite difficult if you're not living in certain neighborhoods, um, you have to go fetch them and then find what, and then you, you kind of have to trust, take some risks, whether they, they would do some repairs, they could do the repair for you. And if they can, would the quality be great or not? Those kind of concern or pain point has been quite difficult for for many consumers or um, for many of us in Thailand to actually um, try to find a, a service for extending the life of their clothes, especially I think for expat, because um, it's quite difficult because since, since the aunties and the uncle, they don't speak English. 
And we wanted to make sure that we expand this repair and alteration services become more accessible, easy and accessible to everyone. If you can do it online, you can make the services on a website, or you can um, have a reservation, reserve the video call with us. And you can also make trust that um, the quality would be great because we do the quality check every time we, um, before we send it back to you. And if not, if it doesn't meet our standard, we'll repair it. And you can also track our, uh, your product, the progress of your product easily via LineBot. Um, that's one of the things we're trying to do. But another thing we would like to do here is apart from um, pushing the circular economy in the fashion industry to the limits, because right now we have a lot of brands that talk about sustainable brands, eco brands like Folk Charm, Marlou, which is great. They're doing a great job. But the problem is the main uh, problem with the fashion industry is every year you have like billions of garment being produced and it's like 70% of that is being thrown away every year. If no matter, even if you buy, you purchase those eco brands and you keep doing the same behavior of throwing things away, that's not even going to solve the problem. So it's like, I'm pretty sure Jess is nodding, you know, nodding her head right now. Like we really need to step the, to the next level. Circle economy, it isn't just about recycling or doing good, producing sustainable brands. It's all to do have to, it's about focusing on the closest loop where you keep maintaining um, the clothes at the highest value. You don't, you don't throw it away. You don't deconstruct it and recycle it again to make another clothes. You just keep it stay as a clothes and you use it as, as long as possible. If you don't want it, you, 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 throw, you can donate it to the secondhand shop and so on. You share it, you swap it. I don't know. So much way to do with that. And another thing that as a revive we're trying to tackle here is if it's in Europe, I would just focus on this, you know, because there's not a lot of social um, issues or challenges that need helps. When I was doing a, uh, working as a sustainability consultant in the Netherlands, it's almost very easy to say, oh, you want to set up, set up this cool, sustainable neighborhood? Do it. You want to do this thing? Do it. There's not a lot of um, challenges for, that you need to be concerned of. But here, you need to concern about both the social aspect of sustainability and the environmental aspect. So in fashion industry, apart from um, the, the environmental challenges that we're facing, we also have that the, the laborers who work in the industry is not having enough, it's not having the proper wages and welfare, especially in Thailand, where 70% of our economy is from the informal sector, then the amount of wage they got, for, they got paid, you know, after being subcontracted by the fast fashion industry, which already provide cheap wages to the labor, is going to be even cheaper and they don't have access to social insurance or insurance regarding when they got injured to act, you know, certain accidents. And that's very, very, very sad. What we're trying to do here is at least we wanted to work with the, we want to focus um, our business doing to work with the informal labor sector so that we can pay them at a fairer prices per item of their, of their work. And we also wanted to, teach them or train, empower them, teaching them how to um, sew or repair clothes with a much higher mm -hmm. skill. Because if you work in a fast fashion industry, mm -hmm. there's, especially if you find a low rank of this whole pyramid, it's like you just 
see one part and that's it and you get one yeah. maybe less than a, less than one bot yeah yet it will make a lot you have to do a lot of that and you know what and because of that many of actually labor's um, garment workers in the industry in the factories they experience the kidney problem because they they mm. they prefer not in order to make enough money make enough yield they don't drink enough water or they prefer not to go to the toilet so that they can save more use that time to sew more clothes and that is not something that where we wanted to have if you want to run a business we want to make sure that these informal safe uh informal laborers who work with us get better a fairer wages and also prioritize their well-being they if they're working as a mommy so they have their kids to take care of focus on that we aren't we're only going to ask you like maybe four hours a day but you can do other matters that you need to do in order to take care of your families so i mean just basically a, a normal working life rather than exactly. working pretty much slave labor um, yeah <clears throat> i love that you're looking on every facet every aspect of your business mm -hmm. and making sure that it 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 matches your goals and it matches oh. your and we're you know, trying I think, to do better. Yeah. And we have, you know, that's just my motto for life. Just do better. Just do better than yesterday. <laughs> that's it. And I feel like, I mean, again, stating the obvious, so many businesses don't do this. And I think what you guys, all of you are doing needs to be the future of business, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, I Hamon, I would like to ask you the same, if possible. Um, what are your main objectives for the project that you're doing right now? And uh, what what has been, how have you been measuring that? Okay, um, so I share the knowledge about um, recycling, zero waste, um, circular economy, uh, minimalism, plant-based. And I got the feedback from my followers. And then I got a lot of questions more and more like how to, how we deal with this. and. And then I, it's, it's, it's made me, um, it's made me like, I had to do more, uh, find more information and then uh, uh, provide this information. Mm -hmm. So um, at the same time, it encouraged me to do this and I was interested to do it. Um, and when I got the feedback, I was, uh, it was so nice to see the people uh, uh, found it useful, the information was useful and then, um, it just it's just nice to see more and more people like inspire more people to do like they start separate ways um uh actually we have uh Saling, yeah. 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 so um i learned a lot from that page too he still like he, he he got all the all the solid information and i learned from that and the thing is i just uh add more where you send this or how to deal with this like maybe he just sent he just showed that okay, this can be recycled, but now you can you have the surf sketch that made up from the plastic cap or anything. Mm -hmm. So I would like to share that and and it could be like reused before recycle, okay. something like that. And then yeah, for, uh, sorry, just mm -hmm. to explain for those of who don't know what Lung Saleng is, Lung Saleng uh, translated are the old uncles on the bikes uh, that have the front part that collect all the garbage. And uh, I believe a few of them, not just one, but a main one has his own uh, Instagram account and basically shows us his ways <laughs> of sorting through garbage and, and what he does with that and how you can make money off of it too. 
So yeah, it's interesting. Sorry, Hamon, please, please continue. Yes. Uh, so and um, and then what the, the the things that I want people to know more about the um, this I want to inspire the company corporation because individual change it is tiny tiny amount, but if the company corporation big company change, it just change in a big scale. For example, if the company say okay, we will stop giving away the single use plastic. That's a lot of amount of waste. It's gone from the system. Also, you the material because items these days are manufactured without thinking about recycling in the first place. Like in Thailand, the color pet bottle, green mm. green bottle, or multi layer snack snack packaging is not recyclable. So. Um, if we uh, encourage them or give them, provide the knowledge, and then they would like uh, just ask you what to do, what what they can do better. So I, I hope this 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 could inspire because my I maybe the follower my follow my follower maybe the teacher in the school or mm. uh, you know working in the environmental um, policy somewhere. So this could change from the big scale. Yeah. I think it's it's a great it's a great uh, launching point. Honestly, teachers, perfect. I think if if we can if we can get the people who are educating our children to get in on it, then we might we might get there. All right, and how about you? I, I'm actually interested in in how you. Um, I, I know what your project's about, but I'm interested in how you measure your successfulness. Okay. That's a great question. So I just want to give a little bit of background about myself. Like basically I grew up bilingual. I was born in the US. I came back to Thailand when I was really young, about nine. And as I grew up, I was always asked to interpret for people. Like being bilingual, I was asked to interpret from Thai into English, from English into Thai. And it made me really keenly aware of how um, a lot of times things are lost in translation and how much people can't do when they don't understand each other. So when I started this group, I had no idea it was going to get this big. But as it got bigger, I realized that, you know, we're kind of filling in a gap. Like in the system, there's so many gaps. And one of those gaps is the language barrier. We have people a very passionate crowd of expats or even um, internationalized ties, like, you know, international school kids um, who people who don't speak Thai or don't understand Thai, who really are very passionate about sustainability and don't know how to go about it in Thailand. And so I feel like our group is just filling in that gap in the system and helping everything to flow better. We're taking away one of the obstacles and you know, it's tempting to think about our growth in terms of numbers. Like, I'm really happy that, you know, across all our six groups, we have almost 4,500 people now, which is great. You know, I want to grow um, Bangkok recycling chain into Thailand recycling chain. I want us mm -hmm. to be in every city in Thailand in some capability, whether as a concept, as an idea. I want people to be doing the same things that we're doing here in Bangkok and sharing, like, you know, passing on items, reusing items, and um, throwing away as little as possible. Yeah. 
But at the same time, I think it's so important to build up, to build into the community, invest into the community and create a community of people who can go out and evangelize this concept. You know, so I don't want to say that, you know, I want, I need to have 10,000 followers tomorrow. Like that's not the point. I want to have a quality community that grows more slowly, but people understand the concept. You know, for example, we're not about hoarding. It's, you know, we've had some people come into the group and they're like hoarding everything. And we are so not about that. Like I I have some people who now post in the group, they're like, um, okay, I'm giving away all these items. Please, you know, think about it and take only what you need. Like that's Mm. the kind of mentality that we want to have you know, and then we want to build like this gratitude and mentality of sharing um, and care for others and for the environment into our group. So yes, I hope that, you know, in our a year will be like 10,000 people, but I hope they're really 10,000 people who can go out and share this concept to their neighborhoods and their 100%. families. I mean, look, we, we both work in marketing just because you've got 100,000 followers and like one engagement, that doesn't mean that you're winning. You know, so I think slowly but surely and making sure that people are getting educated about it. And, you know, anybody who's watching, I'd like to remind um, if you guys have any questions, please feel free to ask any questions um, on whatever platform you're on. If you're type it in, I will be able to see it. Um, and also feel free to hit up these amazing people. If you want to start a Phuket recycling chain group, hit up N and she'll let you know how to do it. But I think it should be mentioned that if you haven't ever, if you haven't ever opened your own group or done something like that on a Facebook page, to be an admin alone on one of, on some of those, it's work. And you know, it's, it, you've got to want to do it and put time and effort into it for, in order for it to succeed. So it takes a special kind of person to be able to do it for sure. But I, I hope that there are other people out here that might see it one day and be like, hey, we should set this up somewhere else around Thailand, because I think that that's an incredible idea. All right, Jess, let's get to you, swap to you, drop. Um, Exact same question. Um, What are your main objectives and targets with swap to you, drop, and also how are you measuring? Thank you. Um, I'll keep mine short and sweet. Um, Our objective is to shake things up and make the people up top feel the impact of people stopping shopping. <laughs> um, I, again, I really believe this is the only way that we're going to get through, uh, we're, that this is going to get solved for right now until other things get um, repaired. Um, and yes, uh, boom, all the things you said <laughs> uh, are, all, are all valid, uh, everything uh, about governments and about uh, laborers, the fashion industry, it's all it's all truly, really, really messy right now. Um, so yeah, my my goal with Swap is just to again, it's all about accessibility. It's about allowing. It's about giving people um, a place and a community where they don't have to feel forced to go and find the latest trends at H and M. Because the more you swap, the more often you do it, you can stay up with the latest trends if that's if that's your thing. But the other thing about swapping is that you find unique pieces to you, yeah. right? I mean, you you can find vintage, you can find winter, you can find party clothes, you can find work clothes. Um, so so yeah, so it's it's really just a, a matter of making it um, more of a of a norm for everybody, um, expats and ties. So this is this is one of the goals. 
Um, <clears throat> my other target right now, and this is something that's been coming up recently for me, is um, I have been seeing that more and more little tiny neighborhoods are getting into the, you know, getting to, into the idea of swapping. And I thought, I was like, well, this is great. Everybody, all little neighborhoods around Bangkok and hopefully eventually in other places in Thailand should have their own little swap community. Um, so I want to work towards being uh, one of the supporters for making that happen. Um, and I think that we're, it's going to take a little bit of time just because, you know, COVID wise and, um, you know, effort wise and all of that. Uh, but I do see that within the next six to eight months, um, my, one of my projections is to be able to approach community leaders in different areas around Bangkok first and talk to them. How can how can we all work together um, to create a space where not somebody from Bangna doesn't have to travel all the way to yeah. Ari to attend a swap because that is not sustainable either. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, and before we were, you know, we were hopping around to different venues all around um, and that's great and everything, but you know, people, people want to swap, people want to experience this. They mm. want to be a part of this. And in order for them to be a part of it, we need to spread it out further more frequently. So that is definitely one of my objectives at the moment. Um, and also another objective overall. And I think that, you know, we should all be supporting each other's projects as often as possible. And, you know, I know things are crazy right now and we're all busy and COVID stuff and life is just, you know, life is just wild right now for many people. Um, but you know what, I want to say this out loud to everybody right now in this, in this platform that we're talking to with right now, I'm going to work harder to also share more about what you guys are doing. I've had my clothes repaired by revive. I've gotten many things from the Bangkok recycling chain already. And you know what? We should be all supporting each other and pushing forward. If anybody that you know is doing the kind of work that leads up to sustainability and all of that, then we need to be sharing more and more. And I will go back to education. It does come down to education as well. You're, you are right, Boom. It, it has a lot to do with, um, with uh, the larger systems that are at play right now. Um, but you know, if we are continuing to educate people, um, and connecting each other and giving each other the resources, right? You know, like it, I've, I have probably recommended the Bangkok Recycling Chain Group at least, I would say, 30 times in the last three months. <laughs> to oh my people. God, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, really. And, and you know what? Yes, it's true. Teachers, teachers, if you're listening, yeah. please do not, do not buy out of pocket for school supplies. Do not beg your school for school supplies. Go on the recycling chain. You will find what you need. I'm going to give a shout out to somebody who just provided me with a free carry-on luggage that was pink, that is pink, <laughs> for free because they just didn't need it anymore, you know? Yeah. So we also need to we also need to pay attention to the value of things too. What, why are we, why is there so many people selling secondhand clothing right now on Facebook? Mm. Um, I, I mean, not everybody... No, they're not buying it. Okay. Like clothing is a huge resource. There is enough clothing on the planet to clothe six more generations of people. Yeah. Try to find another way to deal with your secondhand items other than selling all of the time. Um, you, there, there's so many opportunities and so many options. And I think that there's a lot of brainstorming that needs to be done amongst these small little communities of people that are working towards a more sustainable Thailand. 
Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward, you know, once things settle down here and the, you know, things open back up that there will be some people coming back. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will be coming back. Um, there, there will be a lot more people coming, um, uh, coming through Thailand who are bringing a wealth of knowledge. And at that point where I think that I, th I imagine like a big, a big meetup and we just have to throw it all out there. We have to figure it out. We have to make the plans to move forward because you know what? If every if everybody, if all these little tiny people all around Bangkok are doing this, it's going to it's gonna grow and it's gonna start making an impact. And the final goal of all of this is that the people up top need to feel mm -hmm. like they're getting punched in the gut. I'm sorry, yeah. but they need to feel like the pain of what is going on in order to start making some changes. To support no, just in the wallet. The changes. They just need to feel like they're being punched in the wallet. Anything else yeah, well, doesn't matter. Yeah, a punch, in, <laughs> a punch in the wallet. You're 100% right. Yeah. So, yeah. I completely agree. Thank you so much for that. I, I think back, um, I, I haven't been big into sustainability as much as I should be, but it always goes, or a lot of times it goes back to fashion. And I was in the fashion industry from 15 till a few years ago, basically. And this, this narrative of you can never wear the same outfit once if they see you in the same outfit. And it's like, what? What is going to happen if I'm in the same outfit? Like, also, that's not in trend anymore. I'm sorry, but I see 15-year-old to 18-year-old girls wearing stuff that I wore in the 90s. So you cannot tell me <laughs> that fashion does not repeat itself. If you hold on to something for long enough, you'll be able to wear it <laughs> for sure. And if you can't, someone else can. And I think it, it does go back to the education. And for someone like me who hasn't been fully immersed into all of this, what I do think is, is, is super important is uh, fear documentaries or just realistic documentaries. When I watched a documentary on fast fashion, which I am very guilty of buying from H&M and Sheen and you know all of those places, when I saw the, the devastation that companies do and how many products they're making, I've seen Facebook groups in Thailand who are taking the leftovers from Sheen and selling them for half price or 20% of price or whatever. And then those people are going and selling those. So the, so Sheen, places like Sheen are actually making too, too many clothes for even the consumers. And then they have to offload those onto other people and then they're offloading onto other people. I didn't realize it was that extensive in all honesty. And yeah, it started, it started with really as uh, Fashion Nova started that whole thing really. I mean, mm. it was it was happening before that but Fashion Nova sort of paved the way for, you know, I would go on Fashion Nova and I would see a design and then I would go, I would scroll through Instagram a couple of days later and another, another fast fashion uh, online Instagram shop was selling it and then another and then another. So it is, is a, a really big problem. And the other is problem is that there's so many, so many season, uh, there's clothing is no longer seasonal. It's like every two weeks, there's a new trend, there's a new style, there's new this, yeah. and there's new that. It's, it's really bad. It's completely and totally damaging. So, um, and yeah. I mean, well, I'm sorry, what seasons <laughs> do you have in Thailand? 
What seasons do you have? You have like one week of chilly weather and yeah. then rain and hot. <laughs> like, yeah. That's why we got to stop. Stop shopping. Exactly. People, stop shopping. Let's go through some comments. Let's just see. Boo Mickey Poo says, great. Max. Thank you, Max, for commenting. Um, Hi, Max. Hamon, if you have the um, IG of Lung Saleng, please okay. let me know and I will post it <laughs> for Julia who asked. And then thank you, M Amy, for joining us. And thank you, Soria, too. All right, guys, we have one leftover question. And then uh, if there are any questions, we'll answer those. And if not, we will uh, wrap this up. So advice. For someone like me, for someone who is just kind of getting their feet wet and then not, and then they are, what is one to two main pieces of advice for people who are trying to get in this, who are English speakers and who live in Thailand or Bangkok in general? Um, Anne, if you don't mind, I'll start with you. Sure. Okay. So because we're a community, I'm just going to say, get involved in a community. It can be my community. It can be swap till you drop. Like once you start getting involved in a community, I feel like you, uh, the information starts to come to you. You find, you know, ways that you can live more sustainably. Like my, my wardrobe is like 80 to 90%, um, is 80 to 90% pre-love secondhand clothing. And I'm really proud of it. Like a lot of my best, most stunning outfits cost like less than $10. Um, from head to toe. So <laughs> the other day I just got shoes from Home of Grace, like a lovely pair of heels for 120 baht. Um, I have this beautiful bracelet. Shout out to Jessica. She gave it to me because she's leaving. Um, this is from one of the admins in um, Bangkok Recycling Chain. And I bought this dress secondhand off Facebook. Um, I, and you know, if you really love something and you don't want to throw it away, you can go to Revive. That's actually how I found out about Revive because one of the my friends, the owner of a refill shop at Onnut, Better Moon, posted that she got one of her favorite pairs of jeans, like transformed um, into something she could wear again. Like I think it had a lot of holes and they patched it up. Revive basically patched it up in a really creative way. Um, so she was able to wear them again and uh, yeah, it gave them a new life. And, you know, Hamon, you run Surround IG. Like, I know that Surround is mostly in Thai, but also you post, um, you do post like English translations um, to a lot of your posts. So just give her a follow. Like, there are communities that are consolidating information and sharing it. And you will find ways to live more sustainably. And the second thing is, um, we are happy, Bangkok Recycling Chain is happy to support anyone who wants to start a new group. Like right now we have Phuket, we have Samui, we have Hua Hin, Chiang Mai, and Pattaya, and Bangkok. If you wanna start a new group, but you don't want to do all the work to set up a new group, like we're happy to help you set it up um, in your neighborhood or whatever. Um, if you have an idea, um, you wanna get the group in somewhere, just come to us. We want to, we can give you the templates and everything and you can become, you know, an admin or a moderator, whatever capability you want. So yeah, we're happy to support anyone who wants to spread the movement. I love it. 
I get, you know, I get people asking me for volunteering opportunities and stuff. For anybody who really wants to do a good cause, doesn't want to leave the house all that much, seriously, that is volunteering. Just so you know, you are being of service to other people. So for anybody who's trying to cross that off their list, doesn't want to go hang out with babies <laughs> or dogs, up to you. Eat your own. Some people don't like them. That's fine. But what I'm saying is doing something like that is also being of service. So consider it. Being of service is never bad. It's always good for your soul. All right, Mr. Poom, what is your advice for someone like me? <laughs> I would actually give the same advice as Anne. Just join a lot of communities and try to be the active, an active citizens in, in a country, you know, in different, that is not entirely like um, your native countries, but be an active citizen as, as you can. There are some rights that you don't have access here, but I think there's, you, you can play, we can play a lot of roles of um, educating and creating awareness to people, those who have the privilege to get educated so that once they get educated, they could you know create another ripple of educations and apart from creating awareness, we can start to use our privilege after getting educated is to get pissed and to start complaining and being vocalized about how we're not okay with the infrastructures mm -hmm. and how things would be helped. Things would be much better if we have help from the business sectors and the government sectors. 100%, 100%. Hamon, what about you? Okay, so I, um, um, as you know, I like the concept of zero waste um, myself. I don't want other people to follow it, but um, for me, um, I would like to share because it's a good concept about this. Uh, Bay Johnson has uh, five easy steps to reduce waste. So first thing is refuse. Refuse, reduce, reuse, recycle, and rot. So refuse come in first. It's, 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 it's there for preventing waste to be created at the first, in the first place. So um, I think if people refuse, it, it's not going to be waste. Like Poom said, you, 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 don't, you don't really want stuff and then it end up with plastic packaging and stuff and then you have to spend time to uh, separate all the waste. So less waste, less worry, you know? And I saw on the and Bangkok recycling change, um, people have a lot of stuff like I don't. I don't mind. It's, it's decluttering. It's, it's it's good. But I see a lot of people have the paper bag, you know. So they, if they refuse it, it's not gonna. Those bag not gonna end up at their house. So mm -hmm. you don't have to waste time later. And also like freebie things that you don't need. Freebie like um, um, hotel or um, hotel or the airlines amenity kits. And um, what else? Paperback. That that's that's what I, I I want to say. Like refuse it at the beginning, and then um, I want to share about the uh, how to fix things. You know, I I ha I I attend the class, electronic class, because I see people throw away a lot of electronic stuff, and it still can be eminent. You know, TV, screen, toaster, and stuff, and 
I just took the class and then I fixed some of this fan <laughs> toaster and you know it was fun. I I, I like doing this text take things apart and stuff and then I I can go to uh to recycle Bangkok recycling chain and the people say uh how how you throw away your TV screen and I think it's, it can be fixed with like less less than 1000 baht or something so you don't need to throw it away it's reuse what you already have you know and make it last longer and I really like minimalism concept minimalism mm. um you know uh, like the swap to w and re uh, Rewife is it's everything about the minimalism because you already appreciate the stuff you already have, and I I don't want people to find out like okay if you already have stuff and then you one day you buy buy another stuff new things and then later you find out you you already have those stuff tying somewhere because yeah. you don't really you know so this kind of like consume more because you don't know you already have the stuff so just not don't do the compulsory uh buy and just think before you get stuff yes that's my advice for everyone i'm not gonna lie i need to do many of those things <laughs> but i'm in i'm in the right place i'm on the right track all right jess what you got for me well kat i i think you still have a one ha one hour home organization to redeem with i do <laughs> And speaking of You're home gonna need organization, more than an hour, lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Speaking of home organization and decluttering, I think that that is a huge step in um, in trying to be more sustainable. Uh, sometimes we get really overwhelmed and we start keeping things and packing things and hiding things away to try to clean up. Trust me, decluttering and organizing your home first step to. To, to sustainability, believe it or not. I really believe that because you know what happens is that you start to take out all the things and then you it's right there in front of your face. You start to see it. So then the next step after that is how, what do you keep? How do you store it? What do you get rid of? How do you get rid of it? And then when you start to do those processes over and over and over throughout the year, uh, spring cleaning, winter cleaning, summer cleaning, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> do it regularly um, and find people to hold you accountable also. And this, you know, I learned uh, from my beautiful friend, Madeline, that even before home decluttering and organization, it starts with mindfulness. It starts mm -hmm. with thinking um, and being aware of what's happening around you. So try to find, my advice would be is try to find a, um, a timeline or um, a pathway to lead you to some goals. Don't try to just do everything all at once because it doesn't work that way. It's not gonna happen overnight. It's gonna be overwhelming and you're probably gonna say, you know what, screw this, I'm out. And that, it doesn't help anybody. Find help, find the advice, make a plan for it, organize yourself and then take the steps to get there. Because you know what, at the end of the day, we all, if we, if we all like take little steps here and there, we're all in a different phase of this pathway, right? So eventually things will improve and we will get there. Unfortunately, we might not be alive to see it, <laughs> uh, to see the, the actual change. Um, I think it's going to take a lot longer than that. Um, but yeah, just find, find people to support you. And that goes back to finding the community and you know, be serious about what you're doing too. Don't just do it for two days and be like, I was sustainable. No, that's <laughs> not how it works. <laughs> you know, make a list, put it on your fridge, uh, give yourself some goals, look up some sustainability challenges, make it fun, make it enjoyable, make it something that you can do with your friends. 
and make it something that you know you feel so strongly about that you're that it's going to be that's going to change your life you know and just just enjoy yourself while you're trying to do it you know i know it's very depressing i mean this whole this whole situation that we're in globally despite the pandemic it's about the sustainability and the environment it's it's extremely depressing but um there's so much good stuff happening out there uh there's so much movement going on so you know go out there and have a look at what's happening and get motivated so that's my advice i love it and you know i if pandemic if the pandemic has brought me anything it's a little bit more faith in the upcoming generation i have a 16 year old son who's grown up in thailand and to see his generation and a little bit younger and a lot older going forward what they're demanding and the voice that they found i I'm happy to say I think we're on the right track <laughs> and it's a little bit of a silver lining in my opinion. So I have to say thank you to everyone. Thank you guys so much for joining. I could honestly go on for another hour. I'm not going to lie, but we won't do that. Okay. <laughs> I could um, too, but I know everybody is tired. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 been it's Wednesday. It's 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 late. Yeah. We you know, it is what it is, yeah. but I cannot thank everyone enough for joining us, um, our panelists, of course. Thank you so much. And people who were watching, everyone who commented, um, I, we really appreciate it. This was our first day on our new platform. And uh, we hope you will like and subscribe to all of our panelists and um, kind of follow us for more information of what we're gonna bring. Definitely more on sustainability. Definitely more on organization because I haven't told you this, Jess, but I've had people contact me to see if we could do another one on organization. Definitely one on crypto because for any of you who don't know, we have the queen of crypto in this room also, Miss <laughs> Anne, and uh, she's she's given some really uh, really amazing valuable. groups and <laughs> valuable. Yes, I, I have English. It's okay. <laughs> Um, in, in the crypto and it's been awesome. And, um, especially to Hamon and Poom, you guys are new on here and I really appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for what you do. And I hope anybody watching or who gets to watch this in the future or listen in the future, um, uses not only your contacts, but other contacts, especially Hamon that you uh, let people know about. So everybody's homework today. Everybody who's watching, follow every single person on here. <laughs> every single one. And a big, huge thank you, guys. Thank you so much. If you guys have any parting words. Um, we don't have any Q&A. There were no questions for us. It is our first episode. But for anybody who is watching this later on, please do feel free to hit anybody up. Jess? Oh, I just want to say, uh, yeah, a big thank you to everybody for being here and for joining us. And I just you know, want to remind you as like, as we've been shifting over from Clubhouse and um, we're expecting this Women Living in Thailand podcast to be something really, truly special and the growth factor that that, that is possible with this. Um, it's all about staying connected. And if any of, if anybody watching or if anybody in the panel um, has anybody to recommend or to bring onto the stage at another point down the line, please, by all means, reach out, get in touch. Um, this platform is open for everyone and we want to just, you know, share and stay connected and, you know, 
take care of each other. So thank you, everyone. 100%. Thank you guys so much, Poom. Thank you. Thank Come on, you. thank you. And, and then, uh, and then, and thank you. <laughs> and Jess, thank you so much, as always. We will be back uh, next month. We will have some more details. We are slowly starting up our podcast. This does take a lot of work. Um, and we want the information to be valuable. So bear with us. And if any of you out there are listening and you're like, hey, I'm really passionate about this. And uh, hit us up and we'll talk for sure. Especially if you're a woman living in Thailand. All right. Thank you, guys. Love you. Love you long time. Thank you, viewers. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Have a Bye. great night. Bye. Bye.